Live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel, it's Inside the Jets. Brought to you by EY, building a better world. And by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Now here's Eric Allen. Welcome to Inside the Jets. Eric Allen here alongside my new partner for the 2018 season, former Jets safety, Eric Coleman. Thank you. Thank you, man. I'm excited to do the season with you. Uh, they got off to a great start yesterday, and, uh, and there's a lot to, to be, be uh, inspired for if you're a Jets fan. How about the New York Jets almost laying a 50-burger in the Motor City? Unbelievable. A 48-17 victory over the Detroit Lions. What did you think about that performance? I was, I was so excited. You know, they were clicking on all cylinders, all three phases of the game. Uh, they, they, were, they were tough. They were ready to play, and, and it was just a great showing of the talent, of the coaching that Todd Bowles did this whole offseason, and uh, I thought they did a great performance. All right, so Eric Coleman, you were at a, a cooking class last night, actually <laughs> with the Jets, right? Yeah, the Jets cooking school. It, it was in Morristown. It was awesome. We, had, we, we were cooking uh, all kinds of meals, Detroit food. And uh, got to watch the game with, with some of the fans, and it, it was a great time. But you actually missed the first play. So Sam Darnold takes his first play from scrimmage in the National Football League. He goes out to pass. He rolls to his right. He throws to his left. He sees Bilal Powell. And the one guy he didn't see was Quadre Dix. Unbelievable. You know, I mean, what a way to start your career. You know, you're the third pick of the draft. You're the franchise quarterback. You come out and, and throw an interception for a touchdown. But you know what? I was so proud of him. He showed his resilience. He showed his toughness. And he's that, going through that adversity, I think, was something great for, for Sam Darnold. You know, you go through those tough times. You bounce back. You know, you lead the team to, you know, all kinds of points. You put all kinds of points on the board. Um, just it's not the best start. It's not, it's not something that you would draw up. But it's a great start for Sam Darnold. E, what was the fans' reaction, though, in Morristown when Darnold goes back <laughs> and, and the Lions are running the other way, Ford Field's going nuts? Everybody was shocked. You know, everybody was like, oh, no, this is, this is supposed to be the guy that, you know, say, brings us back to the Super Bowl. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And it was a lesson that he learned from. You saw Josh McCown. He was the first guy to grab him on the sideline. You know, got into his head, told him to keep his head up, came back and, and was ready to go. What does it say about the, uh, this guy's character, his mettle, his poise, his makeup, the way he came back? Because he finished the night 16-21 for 198 yards and his first two professional touchdowns. I, I think he just confirmed everything that I thought going into this season. You know, he, the, the, the bright lights aren't going to be too big for him. He can handle adversity. He's a great leader, and he has that level head. Uh, you know, playing quarterback in New York is, is something different. You know, there's a lot of expectations that come of you, and there's going to be a lot of ebbs and flows in your career. And Sam Darnold handled that perfectly. He brushed it right off, went on to the next play, and continued his success. You played the safety position in the National Football League. What kind of challenges does a guy like Darnold present? Because he's an accurate thrower of the football inside the pocket, but I think he has special feet and potentially we could be talking about him as one of the game's elite players. Well, you know, playing in the secondary, you know, obviously it's tough to cover that initial route. You know, but Sam Darnold has the arm strength to, to make any throw in the field. But the way he's unique is when he gets on the run. You know, a lot of quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks, when they get on the run, their eyes are down the field. They're trying to make it happen. They're worried about the pressure that's coming on them. 
Sam Darnold does a great job of keeping his eyes downfield. He's extremely accurate throwing the ball on the run, and, and that's very dangerous. You know, I, I think of Aaron Rodgers. He's another guy who's accurate on the run, who's just as dangerous in the pocket as he is outside of the pocket. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt's in Florham Park. Inside the Jets is brought uh, to you live inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel, and we're supported by Selective Insurance. Response is everything. How about the Jets' response to that initial touchdown? Because they weathered that storm, and they responded with a 17-point run of their own uh, that culminated on a touchdown pass from Darnold to Robbie Anderson. I thought it was awesome, you know, just showing the resilience. Uh, this team is, is a hard-nosed football team who can handle adversity, who can come uh, through all the tough situations and still thrive. You know, they had a couple of tough challenges during this game. You know, although it was a blowout at the end of the game, you know, you had the first play for a pick six. You know, coming out, uh, going into the, the halftime, yep. The Lions hit a field goal. They come back and score another touchdown. You know, they, they continue to fight through adversity, and that shows a lot about their character, about the leadership of this team. Complimentary football. Everybody was worried about the Jets' special teams after that third preseason outing against the New York Giants, but the Jets' special teams were special against the Detroit Lions. Namely, how about Andre Roberts? Oh, Andre Roberts. He showed out yesterday. And, and the, the, the great thing, the, the funny thing is, is that ever since Mike Westhoff left the Jets staff, everybody's been like, oh, I don't know, the special teams aren't the same. I'll tell you what, yesterday, all three phases, they, they played well. Um, Andre Roberts had three great returns. He had a 16-yarder, he had the touchdown, and he had another long uh, return. I thought they looked great. The, the, the guys who were blocking for him did a great job of holding up at the line. Uh, the kicking game was great. Nine touchbacks. I have nothing to complain about about those special teams. E, don't get mad at me because we're going to get to the defense here in a second. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, they deserve plenty of props. Uh, but the balance offensively, what do you think about the tandem Isaiah Crowell now added to the mix with Bilal Powell. I love it. I love it. You know, you know what you get with Bilal Powell. He's a guy that once he gets a handoff, he has the opportunity to hit his head on the goalpost whenever he touches the ball. So he, he's a big play guy. Does a great job on third down. Awesome in pass protection. But to add Isaiah Crowell, who's tough, who's physical, he's similar to like a Chris Ivory where he loves that contact and he thrives off it. Did a great job yesterday showing his physicality and, and really punishing the Lions defenders. The, the balance offensively was very impressive. I like the way Jeremy Bates called the game. What about on the outside? Quincy Anuna back in the lineup for the Jets. Six receptions, 63 yards. And when the game got tight in the second half, like you mentioned, who did the rookie go to? He went to number 81. I call him the energizer bunny for this offense. When Quincy Anuna was on the field, the Jets are a different team. He is, he, he, he's a special player, and he's one of those guys who's a tone setter. You know, he is a wide receiver, so you don't think of those guys as the one who are going to set the tone. But when Quincy catches the ball going across the middle, taking those shots, giving shots across the middle, leading on, leading on blocks, he does a great job of blocking. You know, he really just embodies what it is to be a Jet. He's tough, he's physical, hardworking, and he's dependable. So it was great to see him, especially after that injury, to come back and have such a big impact. E, what about the versatility when you're talking about Anunwa? about lining him outside the numbers, then moving him inside. You had to defend guys in the National Football League, but there aren't a lot of folks out there on the offensive side of the ball who present that kind of matchup problems like an Anunwa. Yeah, Anunwa is so tough because, you know, when he's playing the slot, he can be kind of like a tight end because he's tough enough to go down there and chip those outside linebackers. He's physical enough in the run game where he can go knock down a safety. 
but he can go across the middle. He can catch balls out in the perimeter. Once he catches the ball, he's just as dangerous. You know, he's tough. He's physical. He's built like a running back. You know, he kind of reminds me of an Anquan Bolden earlier in his career where he's, he's one of those tough physical guys who can move the chains for you and make those tough catches. How about Robbie Anderson? You know, you never can sleep on number 11 because you go – an entire half and say, hey, where's Robbie? <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, there he is on a go. Darnold hits him, and, and, and just like that, boom, he's in the end zone. I, I thought that was awesome, you know, to get Robbie Anderson involved. You know, they kind of improvised on the route. Robbie Anderson put his hand up like Randy Moss used to, letting, letting Darnold know, I'm going to change the route, I'm going deep. He threw it deep, and he went up and made the play. It, it was great to see him. You know, he's such a, he was such a big part of this offense last season. And to see him contribute early in the season is, is great. I can't wait to see when Jermaine Curse gets back to this wide receiver core. Yeah, no doubt about that. Did they improvise there? I'm watching from the press box up top in Detroit. And I'm wondering, I, I, I'm, I'm shouting internally saying, Darnold's got him. Yeah. He's, he's got him. And like you said, Robbie's waving to him. So take me through that play. Well, okay, so I'll take you through the play. They, what, ha what happened? It was a third and two situation. Yep. Uh, Sterling was lined up in and, the slot. Uh, and, oh, by the way, the Jets were great on third down Absolutely. in the first half. Absolutely. Credit the rookie quarterback and Jeremy Bates again for that. 100%. They did a great job. But it was third and two. Sterling was lined up in the slot. Robbie Anderson was on the outside. What, what happened was Sterling came up around a six-yard curl. Yep. Robbie Anderson did the inside release. Every time a defensive back, especially a safety, sees that, they're thinking snag route, meaning Robbie Anderson is going to run the dig. And if you watch on the film, the line safety jumped the dig so hard that Robbie <laughs> Anderson didn't even run it. He just put his hand up and kept running. That's why Sam kind of hesitated in, uh, before throwing that ball deep. Great improvisation uh, by Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold. It's great to see them doing that so early in his career. All right, we got to get to the defensive side of the ball, though. Five interceptions. Matt Stafford threw for nearly 4,500 yards in 2017. He had 29 touchdowns and 10 interceptions over the course of 16 games. He was intercepted four times last night. The Jets had five interceptions in all. New Jack City. Yeah. You know, they, they made their presence known on this league. You know, this is the defense that, that wants to be uh, the top defense in the league. They have the attitude. They put in the work, and they put in the film study. You know, you can see these guys jumping routes. Every time they ran a route, whether it was intercepted or not, there was pressure on those receivers every time. There was never a time where they caught the ball and they had room to run. It was always bang, bang, and if not, it was an interception. I talked to former Jets quarterback Chad Pennington. Uh, today about a number of things, including Sam Darnold, of course. But he said defensively what you saw from the Jets was really sticky in coverage, and it's a fast unit. Do you see that yourself? A hundred percent. You know, this, this defense is so athletic. They're tough. They're physical. They're, they're constantly applying pressure. I mean, you think about on the outside, on the perimeter, with Tremaine Johnson and Mo Claiborne, Buster Screen on the inside on the slot. These guys are tough, physical corners who like to get their hands on receivers, disrupt the routes, and they know that they have protection because Jamal Adams and Doug Middleton last week or yesterday was back there holding it down in the middle of the field. So uh, they have a lot of trust for one another, great communication across the board. That's one thing I look at when I look at the secondary is are they communicating, are they doing hand signals, and the Jets were talking about every single play out there on the field. Uh, great ball skills. How about Morris Claiborne? He had one interception last year, but I thought last season with the Jets was his finest in the National Football League. That was a hell of an interception. Oh, that was a great job. You know, it looked, you know from, from the film, it looked like they were playing a trap coverage, a cover two. Mo Claiborne 
kind of he kind of sunk off the number one receiver. Matt Stafford thought he can fit it into the honey hole. In cover two, the safety's high, the corner's underneath. Uh, Matt Stafford has the arm to get it into that little space between the corner and the safety. Mo Claiborne showed his athleticism going up and getting that ball. It was a great play. All right, Darren Lee said it was coming. He said, I'm going to be the <laughs> next New York Jet to have a return touchdown. So he comes up with his two first professional interceptions, and in fact, he takes one to the house. After the game, he talks in the locker room saying, we knew what was coming. We were prepared through our film study. We can go all the way back to July, and we knew what the Lions were doing. We had a beat. Can you explain what went into the preparation for this ball game and what a guy means when he says that? Well, you, what he means is when you're scouting a team, typically you go back and look at the last four regular season games. Yeah. And there's tendencies. You know, a lot of teams will, will put, up a, you know, put up some hands and, and make it look different. But a lot of the teams run the same route combinations. So, so what Darren Lee means is their tendencies, the, same, the, the routes they were doing, the motions that they were doing, were giving away the routes. You can tell by stances of offensive linemen. You can tell by splits of receivers. And that all happens with communication. As I said, that defense was communicating. They understood what was going to happen. They were alerting one another to plays. And that's what Darren Lee was talking about when, when he knew the plays. You know, hand signals. You have to change that stuff up if you're an offense. You know, that's why I credit, uh, you know, the Jets, the Jets team for, for mixing up their tendencies. Like I mentioned earlier before in that Robbie Anderson touchdown yep. the tendency is for Robbie Anderson to run that dig route he changed it up went vertical and scored a touchdown the Lions didn't make those changes and they ended up in interceptions they ended up in turnovers for the Jets yeah you got to give the entire coaching staff a lot of credit for how prepared this team was on opening weekend absolutely they did they did a great job of preparing this team on all three phases you know and you look on the other side it looked like the Lions were lost at times. Yep. You know, it looked like they weren't ready for these situations. But the Jets, Todd Bowles, Casey Rogers, Jeremy Bates had this team fully prepared. They're, they're, you can see the leadership in this team, and it was exciting to watch. All right, we are ready for this situation. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt. You're listening to Inside the Jets, and we're going to be right back after this break. Four receivers, back to throw is Darnold, looks left, has time, looks over the middle, fires one down the left sideline, towards the end zone, Robbie Anderson, he's got it, that's a jet touchdown. Robbie Anderson, a rifle throw from Sam Darnold, and the Jets extend their lead, Darnold bouncing back from the pick six to start the game. We're back here at Inside the Jets. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. The two E's in the house at Vanderbilt. Inside the Jets is presented by EY, building a better working world. And like we talked about before, great response from Sam Darnold there early. And he culminated that first half with a scoring pass to Robbie Anderson where those guys made an adjustment on the fly. So, big-time football. Before we get to Iron Staten Island, who's going to start us off with our calls, 800-919-3776. E, what about Jamal Adams? What, oh, a, man. what about the energy he brought to the field last night? And he finally got that first career interception. Man, I'm so excited, you know, watching him, you know, Obviously, being a former safety, that's the guy who I'm watching on the field. But Jamal has, you know, from the day he walked into this facility, you know, last year, he's made a big impact. His energy is infectious. Uh, he loves the game of football, and you can see it in the way he plays. And yesterday, he was all over the place, you know, in coverage, coming up in the run game, getting tackles for losses. And, and he also had that, that big interception. It was great to see him 
finally get that first interception, uh, I'm extremely happy for him. And that's the first of many because this guy going into his second year, you know, that, that first year playing safety, you're just out there playing ball. You know, you're just out there trying to survive. This year, you, that second year comes, now you learn tendencies. Now you learn route recognition. Now you start jumping balls and, and making plays. And you're going to see a lot of that out of Marcus May as well as Jamal Adams. Well, let's go to the airwaves right now and bring in Ira from Staten Island. Ira, how are you, buddy? Hey, EA, Eric, how are you? Great, great way to start off the season after a win like last night. Just, I tell you, man, all these years following this team, uh, all three phases, how they did it last night, was just amazing. It was uh, uh, you know, Eric, you really hit on something with how fast his defense looks, and they sure looked like it last night. And, uh, you know, I was really surprised how Bowles used a lot of two defensive linemen at times, and he mixed it in with extra linebackers or extra backs. And even the special teams, you know, there was some issues with the punting early on in the summer, and now they look like they've gone to this directional punting, which they've solved that problem. I thought Myers was money. And, you know, of course, Donald's the big story. Um, this kid's just, you know, God willing, he stays healthy. This kid's future, I, I think the sky's the limit because he has, he has stuff that you can't coach. He has a pocket presence. He knows when the rush is coming. Um, he can get out of the pocket. And, you know, he, he can make every throw. And the future looks bright. And even with the, run, the, run, the running game, I mean, Crowell and Powell, that's a really nice tandem. We'll see how Cannon comes along. And all summer long, all you heard were fans, well, the Jets don't have a number one receiver. Well, guess what? They got four receivers. And, yeah, I'm sure you're aware of this. They got four receivers. 800 yards. They each have had an 800-yard or more season. And that's the only team in the NFL that has that. Yep. So there's a lot more talent on this team than most people think. So I'm just curious what you guys think. Yeah, Ira, great call as always. Listen, uh, I want to go back to Darnold for a second. The quality that I talked about early on here on Inside the Jets, he is, he's got special feet, but what you need more than anything else to play at the professional level and be successful, I think, is you have to be instinctive. Mm -hmm. And he has a tremendous feel for the game. He can feel that pocket collapsing, and he also knows when to step up and when to use his feet to advance and get the, uh, get the yards on the ground, but also to extend and use his vision. He has very good vision paired up with instinctive qualities, and those are things he can't teach because, E, you've been in so many classrooms in your career where guys can process on the chalkboard, but they get out on the field, and it's a completely different story. This guy could process in the classroom, and then it translates on the field. Absolutely, and that's one of his big qualities is his mental side of the game. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't ever seem rattled, you know, when he's playing the game. And, and when I see him going through his progressions, that's so impressive watching a rookie quarterback do that. You know, I think back to my rookie year when uh, with the Jets, we were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger in his first year. The scouting report on Ben Roethlisberger was that he's looking at his number one receiver. If he's not open, he's tucking it and running. Yep. And that's what he did all season long, and he had a lot of success doing it. But when I watch Sam Darnold, 
he's going through his progression. He's going through his one, two, three receiver. Then he's getting outside of the pocket with his eyes down the field, making great throws, and, and it's, it's, it's so exciting to see, especially this young in his career. All right, we're taking calls here on Inside the, inside the Jets. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Claudio, who is in the car. Claudio, what's up? Hey, Eric and Eric. It's Claudio, Gotham City crew. We're on Route 80, heading back to New York from Detroit. Just absolutely elated and surreal. Just the energy, the fans. Big shout-out to Fireman Ed and just everybody going down to center field in the stands. You could just feel the excitement from the fans. It was it was surreal and amazing. Yeah, yeah, Claudio, before you, you throw out a question here, I got a question for you. I yep. have been covering the Jets for 18 years. I haven't seen anything quite like that where Ford – Everybody got all the Detroit Lions fans. They were exiting by about the end of the third quarter. And then behind the Jets bench in the fourth quarter, it was a chorus of J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And I'm sure Claudio was one of them. What was that like, that experience like for you, Claudio? I think we're um, five people in the car right now and just even everybody as a whole. But personally... You, it was that bone-chilling feeling, that internal skeleton that you're just, wow. It was, it was amazing. Just I think the one thing from the fan perspective is getting behind this team, enough of the bickering between fans because you always see the back and forth on the Facebook groups and this and this. We just got to get behind it. We have a lot of young players that want to be here, Jamal, and like the fans want a winner. We deserve it, and... Eric, it was chilling, especially I think um, somebody had tweeted out when we started chanting sha-na-na-na. Hey, hey, hey. It was just surreal. So many fans united. Not one fight between Jet fans and everybody just happy. So uh, get, uh, get home safe and rest that voice. Uh, yeah, e, it was really something else. This was a step for the Jets. Uh, obviously, you're starting off the season, but when we looked at the schedule, we said three of four on the road. How was this young team going to respond in 2018? Because remember, last season, just one and seven on the road, and that only win came in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Sometimes it's, it's, it's great playing on the road, especially when you have a young resilient team because you know what you do you put your back against the wall and you fight your way out you just scrap out and, and that was the, what the Jets did yesterday they did a great job of fighting out of the situation taking the crowd out of it and then getting the Jets crowd getting the Jets fans that, that made that trip out there involved in the game you know it took me back when I saw all those Jets fans behind the the, the, the bench yeah took me back to my to when I was playing with the Jets we played at Arizona that's right and, and we were doing the J-E-T-S Jets 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 chant in Arizona and it was loud you would thought we were playing at home so you know the, the Jets fans I, I know the players I know the players the team appreciates your support keep traveling with them and uh, and keep losing your voice at them games 800-919-3776 Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt so we're going to come back and hit some more calls up after this break Welcome back to Inside the Jets. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at the Wyndham Hamilton Park. Uh, e, 
we're talking about the safety position before the break. How about Doug Middleton? He came in, uh, filling in for Marcus May. Marcus May, of course, went down against the New England Patriots in the final game of the 2017 season. He dealt with some ankle issues throughout the spring. So Middleton got those valuable reps working alongside the aforementioned Jamal Adams. How do you think he fared out there working with the ones in game action? I thought, I thought Middleton did a great job of controlling yeah. the middle of the field. And no, you didn't hear his name a lot, but when you're playing that free safety position, sometimes that's the best thing. You know, his job is out there, out there is to get everybody lined up, prevent big plays, and, and make open field tackles. And he did all three of those, and he did them well. We're still taking calls here on Inside the Jets. Quincy Inunua is going to join us momentarily. Q will be in the house. Let's go to Dan in the car. Dan, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? Awesome. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Great. Awesome. Okay. I want to talk about Darren Lee, man. I, I feel like Bulls finally found his day on Buchanan. <laughs> How about that? You take that. Oh, man. They, first of all, Dan Buchanan's from Washington State, That's so right. go Cougs. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that it was, it was great that Darren Lee stepped up in this past game. Uh, Jets fans have been waiting for him to be that big playmaker. You know, he showed his athleticism in the past. He's shown he can cover tight ends. He can cover running backs in the open field. But, to, but yesterday, it was great to see him read the quarterback's eyes, and he really looked comfortable back there. You know, he was calling out plays. He was making tackles for losses. And, and that interception for a touchdown was, was impressive. You know, he jumped that route. He baited, he baited Matt Stafford into that throw. He went with the drag route, waited for him to cross his face. And as soon as he pulled that arm back, he jumped the route, took it to the house. It was awesome to see. I don't think Buchanan is quite as big as Darren Lee. And – when Lee was drafted out of Ohio State, let's be clear about this, because people have been asking me about this over the years, and mm -hmm. I know they've been asking you this, E, is people say, hey, Darren Lee's a great athlete. Why don't you bring him off the edge? Todd Bowles all along said, hey, he's going to play inside linebacker for me. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he does great inside at that linebacker position. No, he's not the biggest, most physical inside linebacker, but he does a great job in coverage. Uh, he, he's versatile. He can make plays, and, and Todd Bowles can mix up his blitzes with Darren Lee being in the middle of that defense. Speaking of being in the middle, we're joined now live on set by Quincy Anunwa. Q. <laughs> Six catches, 63 yards. What were your welcome back, man? Yeah, welcome back. And what, Thank you. Thank what you. were your expectations for your first regular season action? Right around 18 months. Yeah, um, it was kind of on par for what I was hoping would happen. Um, you know, I had a lot of confidence in myself going into it, and uh, my my goal was to kind of make some plays, and I was happy that I made some plays, even scored a touchdown. So, uh, you know, I'm just excited to see how the rest of the year is going to go. It gave me a lot of confidence for the year. Hey, Q, so this is a young team. You know, you go out there, first play of the game, your new quarterback throws the interception. What was the mindset when you guys got over to the sideline, and what helped you guys bounce back so quick? Uh, I, think, I think one of the big things was that uh, the defense uh, kind of rallied around us. They ran on the field and were like, hey, you know, it's just one bad play. You know, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep rolling. Uh, you know, don't, don't, don't get down on yourself. We got this game. And, uh, you know, once we saw them playing the way they were playing, it kind of just gave us the confidence, you know, and we kind of just rolled with it. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt. We're joined by Quincy Anunwa, one of the Jets stars in week one. You were targeted ten times. Ten times. Yeah. So I, I didn't know. People were asking me, hey, is, is Q full goal? 
And, and I said, yeah, I think he's full of go. And, and sure enough, you were a big part of that game plan early. Did you know that throughout the week as you're going through those practice reps? Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as you kind of get the game plan and see how the plays are going to go, you kind of get a feel, an idea of just kind of what's going to happen during the game. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of uh, had an idea it was going to go that way, and it, and it ended up going that way. Uh, in the beginning of the game, I was kind of like, you know, we can kind of spread the ball a little bit. You know, I'm taking a few, <laughs> taking a few hits, but uh, you know, you were I'm dishing, you were dishing out some Definitely. hits too, Quincy. Um, how about that third down uh, catch that preceded, I believe, Isaiah Crowell's touchdown in the first half? The, um, what route were you running? Because, and what are you thinking when you see Sam on the move? Yeah, so I was, I was running it out, and uh, one thing that we've been trying to focus on is. Uh, kind of getting open when Sam is scrambling uh, because uh, those are where the big plays are made. And so my, my mindset was like, okay, well, you know, I have a man on me, but, you know, Sam needs somebody to throw the ball to. So I did my best to kind of move around. Uh, he saw me and we connected and, you know, they, they reviewed it, but it was still a catch. So Did you know all along or you're crossing your fingers? Well, so, I mean, I knew I caught did it. You juggled it about four or five times. Yeah, so I knew I caught it, but with the rules, you never know, you know, like, one one minute is a catch, one minute is not. So, you know, I was just kind of leaving it up to you know the people upstairs. So so when you guys went on that run, you know, in the in the third and fourth quarter, what was the feeling like going on that run, knowing that all the work that you guys put in was starting to pay off at the end of that game? Yeah, it felt really good. I think uh, for us, um, you know, I think we're a pretty confident team. Uh, you know, we go into practice every day and we see what we're capable of doing, and so uh, it was. It, it kind of lit a fire in us just to kind of see that we were able to do this against another team on Monday night uh, with a rookie quarterback that people said, you know, he's going to have issues, um, you know, and I think that uh, we're hoping to carry that momentum because, you know, we know that people are going to still count us out, um, you know, because it's just one game and we have to keep that momentum going and to be consistent. Key juncture of that game, though, 17-17 early in the third quarter. The Lions had responded towards the end of the first half to get a field goal going into intermission at Stanford for the only time all night. He carved up the secondary because other than that, secondary was fantastic. But you guys come out at 17-17. What did that show you about the makeup of this team early in the season? And take me through the 21-yard touchdown reception when you refused to lose you were gonna cross that goal line yeah uh I, I think it just kind of shows our poise you know uh we work hard every day in practice we work on situational football we work on being down we work on uh you know not kind of getting down on ourselves when those type of situations happen and so we just went out there and kind of showed that you know uh when you have confidence in what you've been practicing uh there's no way you can really lose you know you go out there and you just execute the plan um, and that was what we did. You know, we went out there, we marched down the field, um, and on the touchdown, you know, yeah. Sam threw me a good ball. We had some good blocks. And, uh, you know, I just did what, you know, I, I try to do every game, and that's make a play. Um, you know, uh, if I see the end zone, my goal is to get there regardless of who's in front of me. Nice. And five interceptions for your defense, they were all over the field. Special teams, you guys were scoring touchdowns. How much does that motivate you as an offense to see your defense out there creating, creating turnovers and wreaking havoc against a, a great quarterback like Matthew Stafford? Yeah, one thing that's good about this team is we feed off each other so well, offense, defense, and special teams. You know, uh, when we saw the defense making those plays, uh, getting those turnovers, uh, it really kind of fueled us to kind of go out there and just make some plays as well. You know, I think that we, we, we – 
couldn't do anything less than score when we got on the field. Uh, you know, if they're going to give us the ball, you know, we gotta make, we got to take advantage of those things. Carl Durrell was asked about you um, about a week ago. And somebody said, well, is Q all the way back? And, he, and Carl said, I think he's all the way back, but he's ready to take another step. What's the next step for you? Uh, just being consistent, man. You know, I can't have a one-off. I want to have consistent games, keep piling it on. Um, showing different parts of my game. You know, there were some things that I wasn't exactly happy about watching the film, but I think that I had a pretty good game, you know, and I think the team had a good game. And so, you know, for me, I just want to keep getting better. Um, and, uh, you know, the sky's the limit in my head, and I'm going to take it there. What, what does Terrell Pryor's addition mean to this wide receiver group? Because we talked about it before. Uh, Ira from Staten Island called in before saying, hey, the Jets are the only – receiving group in the league who's had four players have had 800 yards receiving in a season before but uh, prior specifically you, like I Eric and I were talking about this before Q you are a unique player because you can use you all over the field prior is an interesting guy himself because that size yeah. and speed combination is rare yeah. yeah and just like you said the size and the speed man the guy has huge hands he catches everything uh, literally one hands, two hands, no hands, you know, he, he's going to catch the <laughs> ball. Uh, and that, that's what's so cool about our receiving core is that we're so dynamic. Like, we have so many different pieces, and everybody's so different and so unique, but everybody can play. And we proved that in the NFL. And so our goal this year is just to continue to do that and continue to make plays. And, uh, you know, I think that it's going to be a really good season for us. So you guys get to practice against some of the best corners and yeah. in, in defensive backs in the league. How much did that prepare you for this matchup against the Detroit Lions in their secondary? Yeah, it, it prepares us a lot, and it's going to prepare us throughout the year. You know, every time that we get to go against them, that's, that's huge competition. You know, there's not many corners that are like True, not many corners that are like Buster, not many corners like Mo, and it goes down the line. You know, uh, when you get that much variety and so much talent, uh, you know, it's hard to go in a game and really not be prepared for who you're lining up against. What was that locker room like? Um, Monday night in Detroit, late Monday, when you guys go in there and Ty Bowles addresses the team. And if you haven't checked it out, I think you just go to NewYorkJets.com or any of the team's social platforms. But he delivered that message of outstanding team victory, mm -hmm. but this is 1-16. Yeah, and uh, that's one thing that we got to always remember is that uh, this is just one game, you know. Uh, it was a great one game, but we want to continue to pile those on, C continue to pile on great one games, one games, one games, till it's 16, till it's 17, 18. You know, we're in the Super Bowl. Uh, and that's, that's the goal, I think, of any NFL team. And, uh, you know, we just got to continue to be consistent. Uh, that's going to be my theme is just consistency. Uh, if we're going to be good, we got to be good throughout the year. So, so one of the advantages of playing on Monday night is that you get to sit back and watch all the games on Sunday. Yeah. I know you were peeking at the Dolphins game. What are some of the, the, the matchup problems? What are some of the issues that the Dolphins bring to the Jets team? Uh, well, you know they have a great pass rusher. Um, their secondary is talented as well. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch it all because they have those delays, obviously. But, seven, uh, seven hour game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Man. I, I can't even imagine. I have some, uh, some friends that play for the Titans, and, you know, they weren't very happy about that. But, uh, you know, I, I know that they're going to be, they're going to come, come with it during the game. You know, it's a divisional game, so uh, it's not going to be easy. But, uh, you know, we're just, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be our first home game. We get to have a chance to just go out there and show out for our home team. I mean, our home crowd, so, you know, we're all excited for it. If I would have told you before the season that your team 
the New York Jets would go out and set a franchise record in terms of points yeah. in week one. Uh, if for any road game in this team's history, going back to 1960, Q, wow. Wow. what would you have said? 48 points, and you were kneeling at the end of the game like yeah. we were talking about before. You could have, you know. Scored again, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that was respectful. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate uh, Coach Bowles being that way, but uh, towards the end of the year, we get no more respect for guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I, I, you know, I would have believed you just because I think that we put the work in to do that. Um, and, you know, I think we're capable of doing that every week, but we just have to be consistent. Like, it's not easy to do what we did to have all three phases score. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to us doing that. I think that we can do it. Um, and we just got to stay, stay grounded uh, and stay hungry. And speaking of all three phases, listen, you came into this league as a special teamer. You know, you, you were dominant on special teams and worked your way into that starting lineup into a star role. What was the message in the special teams room all week? You know, listen, you came off a game with the Giants where the, the punt coverage wasn't as good. What was the message since that game, and how did they come out so dominant? Yeah, I, I mean, I think one of the things was that, you know, nobody – I think Coach Boyer told the guys not to panic. I mean, for one, you know, we had a lot of guys kind of really figuring out their way. Mm -hmm. uh, you know how it goes in uh, the preseason. You know, you don't really have your set core. So I think once we were able to get those guys and really have them perform and be together as a cohesive team, um, like it showed, you know, and we were able to kind of just make some plays and, and move the ball with the punt team. Uh, you know, and I think going forward, we're going to continue to do that. We just got to make sure that we're, you know, being smart, remembering what we have to do, and uh, it'll, it'll be good. What characteristics stand out to you about Darnold ab above the most – in the time that you've been around him over the, the first few months of his NFL career? Uh, I think the, the most common thing that everybody says is his poise in the pocket, man. Uh, it's huge. But, you know, after watching the game, I think another thing would have to be just his ability to just move on from that play. Whether it's a good play or, or a bad play, he's able to just go ahead and move on from it and, 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 and get to the next one. And that's huge for a quarterback, you know, short-term memory. Um, you know, you don't want him to get too high or too low. Uh, he stays right there, even keel, and he's able to, to, to lead us to victory. Well, I'll tell you what, Eric Coleman, he knows where to go with the football. He targeted Quincy with 10 times, and good things happen when you get the ball to Q. Six catches, 63 yards, a game-winning score in week one. Quincy Inunua, thank you so much for joining us no on problem. Inside the Jets. We'll be thank right back. Thank you guys for having me. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. We're broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. E, I'll tell you what, this hour has gone quickly. Uh, Quincy Inunua uh, showed up about halfway through the show, and everybody's filing out. To get those autographs. Yeah, outside, <laughs> because Q... When he is the, in the building, he makes his presence felt. When you lined up against guys who had the physicality of a Nunwa, what would it physically present as far as the, the, the challenge of tackling a guy that big and who comes at you like a freight train? Well, you know, it's <laughs> tough, especially as a safety, because, you know, as a safety, you want to be the imposer. 
You want to be laying down your will on the offensive players. And, you know, ever since you were young playing safety, you always said, when a receiver comes across the middle, I got to make him pay. <laughs> but when you play against a guy like Quincy Inunua, it hurts. You know, I, I remember back when I was in Atlanta, we played against uh, Brandon Marshall, the, the, the old Brandon Marshall, back when he was with the Broncos. And he came across the middle on the slant, and I hit him hard. Yeah. And, and he went down, but I felt it probably just as much as he did. And I thought to myself, man, this is going to be a long day. I'm going to have to strap it up, and it's going to be a tough challenge. But uh, the, 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 the thing is, that happens is they're so quick in the middle of the field, you don't want to break down because you don't want to get ran over and embarrassed. Sure. But you still have to be stout in your tackle. So it's, it's a tough challenge, man. And, and you know a guy like Quincy is going to keep bringing it every single play. Let's uh, hit the airwaves here, 800-919-3776, and go to Sal, who is in Brooklyn. Sal, what's up? What's up, boys? Good evening. Great show, man. Excellent. Great job, man. Hey, you know, not enough credit is actually given to these wide receivers. I don't know if the word is respect, the credit, because Onuma was on his way last year until he got hurt. Yep. And Richie Anderson, you know, maybe just had some immaturity problems, but they're beasts because not only can they fly, they break off the line of scrimmage without contact. They're always open, good hands. And like with Anunwa, he's a tight end and a wide receiver body. Last time Jets had something like that was a guy by the name of Jerome Barkham back in the 70s. Man. <laughs> so the receivers were good. And it's not a coincidence that McCowan had a good year because of those receivers. You know, but nobody wants to give these receivers credit. I love them to death. Number one, if you don't mind me, boys. Number two, with this kid that they had playing yesterday, the love that the offensive line showed him mm. after the touchdown, not because they were happy for his first touchdown, but, um, you know, Eric, both Eric's, yep. what you see in practice, you know, if the defenders are falling asleep and they see, they see this kid zipping one by him, they see him in the offensive huddle, these veterans are looking at him. After he gave up that pick and he scored the touchdown, they were like, yo, we're in this game. This kid can do this. It's not that... It's not that bad now. It's not like if we're down 10 points and this game is over because we got no shot to come back. And the offensive line loves it when he avoids a scramble because then they're not staying. It's a weak line. They give up sacks. <laughs> There's so many positives that come out of this that people just maybe don't see. I personally love what I saw yesterday with the defense because the offense, the special teams, everybody worked collectively. And if you notice, not one phone call to get rid of the coach. Maybe what winning can do. All right, Sal. Hey, listen, <laughs> great call because, you know what, I, I think that's it's real, E. I, I think people are feeling excitement, and there is a reason. I'm not saying the Jets are going to the playoffs. We don't know. We have 16 games left. They're going to play a Miami team divisional game, and typically those are close matchups. It's going to be a fourth-quarter ball game. going to be a completely different than what you saw Monday night against the Detroit Lions, but – you're starting to see pieces come together, and they are young pieces, E. They are Jamal Adams. They are Leonard Williams. They're Darren Lee. They're Quincy Inunwas. They're Robbie Andersons. They're Sam Darnold. And, oh, by the way, Mike McCagnet has this thing set up where he has more money under the cap than any team in the National Football League. So if you are a fan right now, you're looking at it, 
on a macro level, long-term, and also short-term, and you have to be encouraged. Yeah, Mike, Mike McCagnan and Todd Bowles have done a great job of putting this team together. And, and when Todd Bowles came to this team, he changed the whole culture. He changed the attitude. Uh, you know, he, he brought that intensity, and you can see it out there on the field. These guys are competitive. They're pushing one another. And as you mentioned, they have a great combination of young and older players. Yep. And, and when, you, when you look at those teams, those franchises that have that long-term success, they build from within. They draft well. They, they, get, they have their free agents, uh, their, their young free agents contribute to the game. And that's everything that you're seeing with the Jets. This is going uh, to be some success this season, but it's also going to continue into the, into the next coming season. So if you're a Jets fan, you have to be excited. You have to be excited in what you see. I like the setup for this ball game because here's an early maturity test. Because last year... The Jets put together their best performance of the year on a Thursday night game against the Buffalo Bills, where they played well in all three phases. Then they followed up. Ten days later, they went down to Tampa, and they didn't have anything. So now the next step for the Jets is to come out and play an other complete effort back-to-back. -back. Yeah, there's a saying that the coaches used to tell us is success doesn't breed success. Success breeds complacency. And it's going to take the veterans on this team, the coaching staff, to continue to fight and to push one another to get better. This is a game that after watching them play on Monday, they should win going against the Dolphins. They should dominate this game. They're playing at home. They should have a lot of energy. And I fully expect that with the leadership, with the, with the players and the coaching staff that the Jets have. What do you think about uh, three games in 11 days? Because if you're a fan, you're already looking ahead to, hey, if we can get by Miami, then we got Cleveland Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking, it's a, it's, first of all, it's a good thing that it's at the beginning of the season. And it's another good thing that this team is so young. Because they're going to be able to bounce back, and, 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 you know, as another team with a lot of veterans would struggle a little bit towards the end of that stretch. Uh, the one thing I'm really hoping for personally on Sunday, I hope the Jets' defense takes care of Frank Gore because he only trails Curtis Martin by 14 yards for <laughs> fourth time on the, on the NFL's all-time rushing list. So let him get number four all-time at some point, but. Frank Gore, he's an amazing career. He is. Uh, he's had a, a great career. You know, going back to his time with the 49ers where he was dominant, came back against the Colts. He's, he's on the last, last part of his career, and I'm looking for the youth of the Jets to dominate the rest of this game. All right, let's see what happens Sunday as the Jets go for 2-0. and We'll be back at Vanderbilt's next week. That's all for Eric Coleman and Eric Allen. Thank you so much.